Welcome to Illinois Family Spotlight, a conversation about issues of the day from a biblical perspective, as well as highlights from interviews, conferences, and events. Here's David Smith and Monty Larrick. Thanks for making Illinois Family Spotlight part of your day. I'm Monty Larrick, and I'll bet this is David Smith, the yeah, executive hello. director of the Illinois Family Institute, Illinois Family Action. Dave, when Governor Pritzker signed the Rebuild Illinois Act into law back in June of 2019, a massive gambling expansion was launched it in was. Illinois. Absolutely. They decided to roll the dice. The law legalizes sports betting, authorizes six new land-based casinos, authorizes casino gambling at all three horse tracks. Making them racinos. And future tracks yep. allows 7,000 video gambling machines at locations across the state and adds 5,000 sports betting kiosk at retail locations with lottery kiosk. And that adds to the 10 existing casinos that we have in Illinois. They I, must be making money. I think we're competing with uh, Nevada, don't you think? So, you know? <laughs> we are becoming the uh, Las Vegas of the Midwest. Vegas of the Midwest, right. Yep. And that's not a good thing. It is not. Gambling normalized in Illinois, and our guest says it should still be considered a shady and corrupt activity. Ken Darnell has uh, studied gambling from a biblical perspective. Uh, you're a former high school basketball coach? Oh, junior high. Junior high. high basketball coach. Ever bet on a high school basketball uh, game? No, no. Junior high? <laughs> no. No? But was the temptation there? No, I have never bet in my life. I'm not a former gambler. Uh, believe it or not, I'm just a gambling researcher, so I have never bet on anything. Good. <laughs> really? Good. Now, How sorry. did you avoid that? I never in my life had a temptation to gamble. Really? Never. You I, you like keeping your money in your pocket, right? Yes, yes. <laughs> but it just never did appeal. It never appealed to me. Ken, you, we, we we can detect a slight southern accent, and uh, I had asked you earlier. You were originally from downstate Illinois. Tell folks where you grew up. Uh, well, I didn't grow up. I was reared in. Uh, Town Sandoval, Illinois, uh, Century of Salem area. Excellent. Wonderful. Yeah. We're, we're glad to have you here with us today Thank to you. talk about this. And as Monty was saying earlier uh, about the, the uh, approval of sports betting, this is what really kind of got us interested in. We really need to address this issue um, here today um, on the podcast. IFI has always opposed gambling expansion in the state of Illinois. Um, but with the sports betting, you cannot – Turn on the TV. You can't watch the news. You can't listen to conservative radio, at least that most radio, um, without hearing an ad trying to entice you to do, hey, just place $1 for a $100 payout. Uh, they're trying to pull you in. Why are they trying to pull us in, Ken? Well, <laughs> something called money. Money has bested morality. Well, are, am I going to make money, or are they going to make money? No, there's going to be a select few who make a lot of money, and yeah. a lot of people who lose a lot of money. They're not advertising so they can lose money. Right. right. Uh, uh, any gambling enterprise, casino, cannot exist without creating addicts. Mm. Addicts. <laughs> addicts, right. But, you know, um, you're from southern Illinois, and they would argue folks down there, for instance, about uh, horse racing that it's really an ag agricultural type of activity. And by supporting uh, gambling down there, 
you're and putting video slot machines at the, the at the racetracks now. And you're supporting the agricultural industry. Well, the bottom line is the bottom line is any type of betting, the winners are are only the gambling moguls. That's uh, right. And the enticement and the lure, whether it's horse racing, casino, slot machines, sports betting. Uh, you know, it's all predatory, it's all parasitic, it's all exploitive, it's all deceptive. Absolutely. But that's the nature of gambling. Mm. Uh, well said. What, what do you think Illinois took the direction it decided to take uh, with this massive expansion of gambling? What's the motivation? Back in 1962, our great Supreme Court outlawed Bible reading and prayer in schools. Yeah. And since then, the morality the anti-biblical uh, climate in our country and state. So it, it's really just a, a, a result of where we are. And, and again, the, the church has been so silent uh, on, this, on this issue. You know, that's part of the problem. Uh, but basically, it's the gambling industry saying money, money, let us in and we'll solve all your financial problems. So you're saying that in 62... Supreme Court outlawed Bible reading in schools and prayer in the public and schools. prayer, and as a result, our culture has uh, consistently fallen away from having a biblical worldview and understanding these type of issues in a biblical framework. Right, and now the biblical perspective is not even considered. It's so not, let's, go <laughs> yeah. let's go into that. Let's go into that and talk uh, about let's go what does that. the Bible have to say. Yeah about the principle of using our money and stewardship and all that stuff. Before we do that, Dave, there's something you mentioned, uh, that uh, pastors don't talk about this uh, issue of gambling. Some churches actually embrace gambling, right? Uh, unfortunately, yes. Some churches, the church our school was located in just recently had a, a ra big raffle for a car. Sure. Well, a raffle is gambling. Prize, money, chance. Right. Those are the things that, that, that make gambling. We had one pastor tell us, you know, I, I don't want you guys to come to my church because I'd lose half my board. Wow. <laughs> was his statement to us. Wow. Uh, so it's gone from, you know, don't dare to who cares. Yeah. And, and I'm not for sure. And I've heard pastors say the Bible doesn't address gambling. That's not true, does and it? And that's, that's kind of what prompted this whole search here. Sure. <laughs> Wonderful. And, you know, Unfortunately, our culture has normalized gambling. It used, as, as we mentioned, it used to be considered a corrupt activity and something that uh, you just didn't want to get involved with. Or if you were involved with it, you tried to keep it a secret. Not anymore. That's how far we've gone, right? Well, again, if time would permit, we've gone from 1894, all gambling illegal because of corruption, no gambling illegal, and then 31... Vegas, and then 67, uh, New Hampshire State Lottery, uh, eight, 76, then we have uh, Atlantic City, mm. and 88, uh, Indian Tribal uh, Supreme Court deal opened up Indian gaming, uh, and then 91, the Iowa Riverboat, uh, again, just blew the lid off because Illinois, you know, said well, our citizens are going there, we want casinos, then Missouri, then Indiana, and now there's uh, almost 900 over 900 casinos in America, uh, tribal and commercial casinos. So we've gone from no gambling, it's all illegal. Now we've got a government 
is now promoting it instead of being a protector of the citizens. That's right. It's now. <laughs> and we, we can go into the fact that um, Senator Paul Simon yes. from here from Illinois was part of the gambling impact study. Yes. Um, Dr. Dobson was part of that. Dr. James Dobson, right, was uh, part of calling for that. And their finding, Ken, uh, way back in 1999, was it? Yes. Uh, was we should not expand gambling anymore. Stop. Moratorium. No more expansion. But the states and our governors and our legislatures have not listened to them, have they? No, that's exactly. And again, they said it doesn't provide the money it says. It uh, it preys on the poor right. uh, and it caused corruption in our government. That was their, their conclusion. That's and right. the uh, Commission on the Review of National Policy said about gambling, it doesn't generate the money promised. It does not lower taxes. It raises taxes. And illegal gambling increases when there's legal gambling, and accessibility generates more adults. The rule is generates gamb- what? More more addicts, not adults. More addicts. More addicts. Yeah. So yeah, that's a different process. The <laughs> rule is the rule is fifty mile radius doubles the addiction rate. Addicts. Yep. Addiction rate. How, how does more gambling increase taxes? Well, a social cost. The uh, social cost of gambling. Is three to one. Three dollars for every dollar revenue generated. There's three dollars social costs that uh, the the politicians know, but they ignore. And so let's go over those social costs. We're talking about crime, crime, bankruptcy, bankruptcy, embezzlement, um, suicide, divorce, lost productivity and work, and foreclosures, and forecl- on and on and on. Um, Addiction, other addictions, right? Yes. Like alcoholism, DUIs, and all that yes, stuff. Yes, yes. Yeah, so the social ills in that area go down the tubes. And then as a result, we need to get more firemen and policemen and, and uh, social workers uh, to take care of these things. And, and people who are gambling are not spending their money on other things that would actually benefit the economy. That's right. The biggest biggest in the hurry, of course, the restaurants are cannibalized when gambling comes in. And, uh, you know, the money spent is not discretionary. It's usually grocery money or, or, mm. or, or mortgage money. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But you see more and more restaurants who say, you know, to survive in this economy, we need to have these uh, video poker machines. Because they provide a, ream, um, a stream of uh, revenue. Well, that's what the – and, again, who, who benefits from that? Well, the machine owners right. benefit. The restaurants get a small cut. Yep. The community gets but, – but the machine owners uh, are, are the ones that benefit. That's right. Yes. They get the majority. They get – and, again, it's creating – you know, it's creating, creating – losers. Creating addicts. Uh, exactly addicts. right. Yeah. And, and uh, when you say addicts, I think we have on our mind it's creating adult addicts and mostly men. That's a myth, right? Now, from my friend Jerry Sapio from a, from a gambling anonymous meetings, now 50% of the people are women. 50% are women. Are now women because of the slot machines. They're escape gamblers versus action gamblers. Uh, and they're so, escape gamblers, which means what? They're, they're, they're setting up their machines and they're wearing depends. Uh, because, oh, you're kidding uh, me. No, I'm not kidding you. That's a fact. They will not leave the machine. Oh, my uh, gosh. And they were literally where it depends. Oh, my gosh. Uh, <laughs> I mean, that's the degree of, of addiction. I did not know that. But, okay, yeah, I didn't want yeah, to know that's, that. What's an escape gambler? I mean, they just want to get away from get the away lifestyle? Get you away know, from They zone out. I have no problem and no worries. Uh, and they'll sit there for hours and hours so and hours. our listeners will probably recognize that we've seen these little boutique shops popping up everywhere throughout our communities. 
All right, so you can't have slot machines without pouring liquor. Yeah, they have a liquor license. Yeah, they have a liquor license. And so they're opening up these little wine shops catering to women, calling them, you know, whatever names, Susie's, uh, Dolly's, uh, Penny's, right? Um, all these names. Uh, so they're enticing women, come have a glass of wine and then relax and uh, do some gambling at the slot machine, right? It's all exploitation. And it's all designed, designed and marketed to women. Yeah, yeah. Right? Because the yeah. guys can go into the corner bar right. and uh, listen to the sports game and gamble at the same but time. But the slot machines are designed, they are manufactured to be addictive. Yes, right, they, exactly. I mean, Talk about that for a minute, please, Ken, because it, it's called the crack cocaine of gambling. gambling. Tell us why. Well, it's programmed so that you think you almost win. <laughs> you almost win. It, it came up three, almost got a match. Next time I'll win. Next time. So it, 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 you keep thinking a near miss, a near miss, a near miss, a near miss. Uh, and, and and just the action of it, uh, it it's you, just an addictive. You think of the law of averages. Yes. Uh, the next say, time I got exactly yeah. right. The next pull, the next push of the button. Uh, but each, each pull is independent of, of the other one. They're all, it's just right. all programs. Uh, yeah. Uh, and, and they're not designed to lose money. Right. They, they, <laughs> right. No. So uh. in today's machines, which are interesting, unlike yesteryear where you had to put quarters or pennies or whatever, you had to put change in into the machine. Today you can put a credit card. And you can just keep hitting the button, hitting the button, click, 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 and place multiple bets within even a minute, right? Yeah, they call it gambling to extinction. Gambling to extinction. That's what they want. Gambling to extinction, where you max out your, every credit card. Wow. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. And, uh, yeah. So you you can you can go through a lot within just a short period of time. Very yes yes. You talked about this uh, Paul Simon. Uh, yeah, Senator study Simon. Study on gambling yep. back in nineteen ninety nine. Yep. That's before we got all online. Okay. Right. Think of that, and think about how exponentially worse gambling is now because you can gamble online ken uh goodness gracious you can do it from your smartphone you can do it from your smart a kid could gamble well, from a smartphone very scary two things number one sin is subtle and progressive mm. that's the nature of sin mm. you know the gambling in the garden eve said what's wrong with it and satan said nothing one time won't hurt mm. and that's what the gambling industry one time it's One right. bet. Okay, so so it's a it's a subtle progressive thing. It started again with you know Vegas and on 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 we go. Now, their goal is that every cell phone is a mini casino. Wow! And every bar, every restaurant, every truck stop, you can place a bet twenty four hours a day. I mean that's the goal of the gaming industry. Mm. And someday, someday, when somebody wrote a book on the fall of Rome, somebody's going to write a book on the fall of America, <laughs> and economically. Uh, this is going to be a big part of it. They're going to point to gambling as an economic downfall of America. Um, you know, <laughs> Scripture tells us that confession is good for the soul, right? And that we should confess our sins one to mm. another. But, um, in my 20s, I went to Vegas, mm. and uh, it was a good experience for me. Um, I lost, you know, maybe 40, 50 bucks. Mm. Um, but that was enough for me to learn mm. my lesson is I don't like this. Mm. I'm losing money. And so I don't have a problem. Uh, thank you, uh-huh. thank you, Lord, um, with 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 that. And um, though I'll tell you what, Ken, 
every so often when the the lottery hits, you know, <laughs> gazillion dollars, wow. you do have the thought is maybe I should buy a ticket and uh-huh. just take a chance. But then, you know, what hits me is the it's is the old bumper sticker that said the lottery is a tax on those who failed math. Yes. And like, ooh. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Well, there's three ways to become addicted. Win, lose, and play. <laughs> so if you win, you think it's an easy way. Yeah. If you lose, Mickey Rooney said he lost $20 in a craft game and spent millions of dollars trying to get it back. No way. So if you lose, That's if you lose, you, you, you think you can get it back. Yeah. And then if you just play, you get addicted just to the action of playing. Yeah. So it's all, uh, it's all a deceit of the enemy. So it, really, it, you think about it. If you win at the beginning, you're going to say, ah, I could win more. Yes. And therein lies the problem. It just yes. compounds itself. Yes. And it's all lies from the devil. Lies from the devil. Yes, this is money. Uh, quick, a get-rich-quick scheme. Yep. It's yep. get-rich-quick. Well, this is uh, Ken Darnell, uh, who has uh, studied gambling extensively. And he has a biblical perspective on gambling. We ought to get into that when Illinois Family Spotlight continues. Ban a child from saying Jesus loves me? For the Colson Center, I'm John Stone Street with The Point. Like every other student in America, Mississippi third grader Lydia Booth has to wear a face mask to school. But when Lydia donned her favorite mask with the words Jesus loves me on it, school officials forced her to remove it and threatened her with suspension if she wore it again. As the Alliance Defending Freedom points out, students in Lydia schools were wearing masks with all kinds of messages, from Black Lives Matter to sports teams logos to images and brands, yet school officials singled out Lydia and then created a policy banning masks with religious, political, or offensive messages. But that policy clearly violates the student's right to free speech. So ADF filed a federal suit on Lydia's behalf. To stand with Lydia, you can request a Jesus Loves Me mask produced by Revelation Media. All proceeds go to protecting Lydia's rights and yours. I'll tell you how to order your Jesus Loves Me mask at breakpoint.org. That's breakpoint.org. I'm John Stone Street. Thanks for joining Illinois Family Spotlight. Monty Larrick here along with David Smith. Yellow. Who is the executive director of the Illinois Family Institute, Illinois Family Action. Dave, gambling uh, on our radar, as it should be. Why is gambling an issue that Illinois Family Institute wants to bring to the attention of the people of Illinois? Well, it's, it is a snare um, to families it leads to social ills. We talked about that in the first uh, uh, half of this podcast. But, um, you know, uh, those who get involved in, in gambling um, often see, you know, bankruptcy. They get involved in foreclosure, divorce, other addictions. Um, these are all problems, um, real-world problems that result as, as, as addiction rises in a community. Um, but it, but also it, this is this is perhaps one of my. Um, you've probably heard me say this before, Monty. You definitely have heard me say this okay. before. But it is a illegitimate way for the government to pull in revenue, for the gambling industry to be successful, for the gaming, of course, is what they call it. For the gaming industry to be successful, they must have losers. What is the government doing creating citizen losers in order to pull in a revenue source? That is, an, it's the same thing with marijuana. What are they doing promoting the, um, this substance 
for people to get high and then taxing it for a revenue source. Yep. It's not a good idea. And as Ken said earlier in the podcast, uh, it costs the state more money to address the social problems that result in it. Dave mentioned Ken. Ken Darnell has uh, studied the gambling issue. He knows all the stats and everything like that, but he also has looked at this from a biblical perspective. And here again, before we get into that, the gambling industry likes to call it gaming. It's like the abortion industry doesn't want to call it abortion. They want to call it women's health care. That's right. Reproductive. They don't want to call it what it really is. Euphemisms. That's right. That's right. Ken, I think uh, a lot of folks who have studied their Bible would uh, suggest that the Bible really doesn't say a lot about gambling. You beg to differ. Well, again, the Bible doesn't say do not gamble, okay. but it, it, it says so much, so many principles are violated. It violates at least three of the Ten Commandments. Thou shalt not covet, <laughs> thou shalt not steal, no other gods before me. It involves exploitation. The Bible talks about taking advantage of the poor. How is gambling stealing? Oh. Well, somebody called it institutionalized theft. Okay. Someone called it consensual theft. When you win, your winnings are someone else's loss. Mm. There's no exchange of goods or services. So in essence, it, 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 you're stealing because you didn't earn, you didn't work. It's someone else's loss. So, so when you see a, a, one of these lottery winners all over the, the, the TV, they don't show you how many people lost to money. So that they could have that. So that they could have that win, yes. Okay. Yeah. So in that yeah. sense, it, it, someone called it stealing. They'll, they'll show the, the big, uh, you know, six-foot-long check, check with <laughs> yes. the people smiling, but they're not showing you all the losers all the lo- in the and background. They, and they don't tell you that within five years, 90% of those people will be bankrupt. What? 90% of the, the winners? Of the big winners within what? five years will be bankrupt. No kidding. That's, that's, that's the facts. Wow. But they don't tell you that. One too many Maseratis, right? Uh, yes, <laughs> exactly right. Exactly right. Well, that's, that goes yeah. to the principle of coveting, right? Yes, uh, yes. Material goods. Uh, we want our uh, – and then, of course, that goes into the, the idol worship. You're, you're worshiping material goods. It's like the rich young ruler who'd, who turned away from Jesus after Jesus says you got to give it up. Yeah, seek ye first the kingdom of God, yeah. and not not see, we're seeking <laughs> not seeking first uh, filthy uh, lucre. Someone called it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, financial security, yeah. quote yeah. unquote. Right, yeah. our security's yeah. in Christ. Well, I got yep. you off track here. I'm sorry. That's fine. It's, so, yeah. uh, uh, it's irresponsible stewardship. Yep. You know, man is responsible. Uh, steward that man be found be found faithful. Uh, it's extremely addictive. You know what Paul said about not being brought under the power of anything. It conflicts with the biblical work ethic. Uh, it compromises the role of government, as you already alluded to. Is it, is it right for the government to live parasitically off right. the most vulnerable in, in the community? Well, we know from Scripture uh, that the job of the government is to promote what is good and to punish what is evil. Right. And th- they're way off on this one. So they've gone from protector to predator. Exactly. And it's incompatible with love thy neighbor principle. That's right. <laughs> Uh, so those are just some of the principles that, that, that gambling uh, uh, violates. And uh, especially when I address this work ethic and, and stewardship, the Bible says in Ephesians that we work to have, to give to him that hath need. That's mm-hmm. why we work, not <laughs> to take our money and irresponsibly 
put it on a, a bet that we got one in 10 million chances of winning. And that's Ephesians. So, so that's Ephesians. Re- repeat that again. That's Ephesians 4.28. Okay. said, let him that steal, steal no more, but rather let him labor with his hands so that he may have to give to him that hath need. That's why we work. Amen. That's why we work, to give to him that hath need, uh, not to support uh, a gambling industry uh, that is corrupt and uh, yeah, and filthy uh, rich. I would. Uh, I want to say I'll, I'll bet. <laughs> uh, no, don't don't go there. <laughs> <laughs> but I would uh, hazard a guess. Hazard a guess uh, <laughs> that the people who, uh, even Christians who are involved in gambling, are not thinking about uh, helping their fellow man when they're at the uh, craps table or whatever. Well, uh, you know. <laughs> Uh, Isaiah 31 says, Woe to them that go to Egypt for help. Egypt represents the world system. Oh, yeah. So what we're doing is we're going to the world system instead of to God. And and then Isaiah 65 is a great passage of Scripture. The Israelites were sacrificing to Babylonian gods, Gad and many. They were the god of good luck and bad luck. No kidding. And God said directly, said, you deliberately sinned doing, choosing to do what you know I despise. God said, I despise that action. They were sacrificing to the God of good luck and bad luck. So when we put a money in a slot machine or money on, on, on some sports team, uh, in, in essence, we're, we're, we're sacrificing to the God of good luck. And, and God says, I despise it. Yeah. I despise it because I'm your provider. I'm your provider. That's right. That's right. And, and aren't we, in effect, when we get involved with gambling, Addictive gambling. Think about it. Making that our idol. It's unbelievable. I mean, and my friend Jerry's going to do one of these later. And when you hear his story, I mean, it's all consuming. Marriages, finances. I mean, yes, it's uh, it's not good. Uh, and then, and then talking about this, this these gods of good luck and bad luck. Um, there's a degree of superstition involved there, isn't there? Oh, uh, <laughs> well, certainly. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And, and again, pointing out what you're getting at is our trust is in to be in in the Lord Jesus Christ, and nothing else, not in the worldly system, as you pointed out so well. Thank he, you, Ken. He's our it's provider. Pretty, it's pretty yeah. clear. And uh, you know, Barna tells us that Christians are indistinguishable from society, in a large range of behaviors, including gambling. Really. That's Barner's research. Well, that there's I'll no difference. You, I'll tell you why that is. I'll tell you that because we are biblically illiterate. So when, when, when you hear these verses that you're giving us now and you're explaining them and fleshing them out for us, it's pretty clear and convicting. It should be convicting to anyone who's hearing this um, you know, that gambling violates biblical principles, and Christians should have nothing to do with it. That, so to 10% of people— who go to casino one time end up at addicted. Twenty percent of people who play slot machines first time end up addicted. And so we're doing no, this no. because we love our neighbor. We're doing this podcast because we want our neighbor to avoid this snare yes. of addiction. Exactly, exactly right. Because it's going to end up again in financial run. Uh, I mean, I've got stories about church secretaries. Yeah, innocent. Church yeah. secretaries who got addicted, sure, embezzled from the church. Yeah, never committed well, a crime in her life, but but it, it got stories of a mother killing her child uh, to get insurance money to gamble. And how with. many people have, now, have that's committed not suicide because yeah. they're in well, in that's the debt. That's the end too, result, <laughs> right? Death, death. Yes. Of course, sin leads to death, right? 
But how many, how many of our kids and grandkids have ever heard this preached or taught in a Sunday school class? Uh, that's, that's, that's my passion is that we get the word out, especially to our – got five grandkids. <laughs> mm. And, uh, you know, I want them to hear the message. That's right. You know, you can choose, but somebody's got to tell them that it's not all the glamour. You know, well, uh, I don't gamble, but I, I go to casinos just for research. Mm-hmm. And if you want to go to a casino at 3 in the morning – no, and you. look at the faces. <laughs> Just walk around, look at the faces of those people, and you won't see the, all the glitter that you see in the ads. Right. I no. mean, it's it's despair. No. No. It's total, total it's, despair. It's not a lot of beautiful young people. No. In <laughs> <laughs> nice-looking clothes, you know. The, you know. That's right. I mean, they're just, probably stinky if they're wearing Depends, my friend. Well, that, yeah. that is true. <laughs> oh. You know, my wife and I like to take uh, cruises when the pandemic's not hanging around. <laughs> and it's interesting. You go on a cruise, and to get to one point to another, on many occasions, uh, you have to go through the casino. Sure. They well, want you to stop in. But you do see, like, the same faces at the slot machines, at the tables, and they're spending their entire time on a cruise where you could be out in the beautiful, fresh sea air at a casino. Yep. And I think, what a waste. Yep. Well, I'll tell you what. We, we, we were talking to Ken here about the fact that I drive – um, often throughout the state of Illinois, and I'll stop to get gas or refreshments or the, a pit stop. And, uh, you know, often you stop at a truck stop yep. to do this. And um, they have slot machines now at truck stops. And you got to wonder how many truck drivers, over-the-road truck drivers, who just spent eight hours behind the wheel of a big rig, are now sitting behind a um, video screen gambling what they earned during that last eight hours. And not it resting. It breaks your heart. Oh, not they resting. Should be resting. Right, exactly. And then they get back on the road. Yeah. Well, uh, the whole industry, I mean, it's amazing the research that goes into <clears throat> smells in the casino. Certain smells make you gamble longer. What? Certain colors make you carpeting. They research the design of carpeting so that if you drop a coin, you won't tend to look down for it. I mean, it's just incredible. What? <laughs> it's incredible the research that you know that you gamble more under red lights than blue lights. So really? everything is designed to get you addicted. Wow. And we have so much more we need to talk about. And I want to have a second uh. podcast with Ken Darnell. We want to get into more of this biblical perspective on gambling. Mm-hmm. Talk about some other mm-hmm. things as well. But, and Dave. But before we do that, before we end this mm-hmm. podcast. Um, Ken, your heart is getting this message out far and wide. Are you available to speak at churches? And- yeah, my friend Jerry and I, we have a ministry, Gambling Exposed, and we go to churches, schools, uh, to try to get the word out, uh, the dangers, the harms of gambling, especially to our youth. Yeah. But to every church we've ever been to, without exception, at the end of the service. <laughs> yeah. At the end of the service. My brother, my sister, my cousin, my aunt, my dad, my husband. Uh, you hear I, all these stories. I taught adult Sunday school class for years. I had people sitting in my Sunday school class that were addicted gamblers. I didn't even know it. Mm. I didn't even know it. Right. So uh, how will they know unless we're the, yeah. that God sends somebody yeah. out? So, some, so they, you're available, and do you have a website? Uh, we, cur- we currently don't have a website, okay. uh, just a phone number. 
Okay. Uh, what is that phone number? Uh, 708. 708. 389. 389. 1127. 1127. Yeah. 708-389-1127. That's Gambling Exposed. Well, yeah, that's yeah, yeah that's uh, my, my friend Jerry Persopio and myself. Yeah, and Gambling Exposed. Yes. So you'll reach either Jerry or Ken yes, exactly at right. that phone number, and um, you'd be willing to work with them on coming out to speak at their school, youth group, Sunday school, church, church sir, we school. Do, yeah. We already said school. Yeah, <laughs> any, <laughs> whatever venue would be available sure. that we can get this word out. Maybe Excellent. a women's Bible study. Women, Consider all uh, these new women gamblers. Wow. Yeah. Yep. Wow. That's, yeah, think wow. of that. Wow. All right. Well, thank you so much, Ken Darnell. Dave, we have a big Worldview conference coming up. Yes, and it's going to be on the critical race theory problem that's uh, plaguing our churches and our schools and the culture in general. And so we're going to have it this year in Collinsville, Illinois, which is the Metro East St. Louis area of uh, the state of Illinois. At a big assembly of God Church named Revive. Uh, Pastor Miles Holmes is a board member, and he's going to host us at his church. And so um, please... If you can join us, join us, especially if you're in southern Illinois. We're going to be in your neck of the woods, and he's got a big church, so make free sure parking. that— Free parking. and we won't we won't spread the virus. How about that? Let's hope not. All right. Okay. All right. Well, uh, please uh, do plan on attending if you're in that area, or if you want to make a little— uh, three-day weekend out of this That's maybe right. take the lovely wife down there to go see the gateway to the west right, right? see uh, um yeah. where lewis and clark started their journey yeah please support the work of the illinois family institute if you'd like to give go to our website illinoisfamily.org and hit click to give and uh do tell a friend about illinois family spotlight until next time stay safe stay active and god bless uh, don't gamble For more information about Illinois Family Spotlight, visit ifiaction.org. And to email questions and comments, do so at feedback at ifiaction.org.